0: Welcome to Common Sense Leadership Podcast with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Common Sense Leadership is an influencer podcast that will make you think, laugh, and act. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and tell a friend to also listen and subscribe. Now, let's join our host, Dr. L.D. Bennett.
1: Hi, and happy, happy Friday. I am so excited about Friday. It's like I waited all week for Friday. Can you believe that? Well, I am excited about this week and I'm I'm excited about this month. Our theme for the month is collaboration, building a supportive team for a successful career. It's about collaboration, it's all about collaboration, getting together, making the right connections. And this being Women's History Month, I have nothing but women guests on our programs. And let me tell you, these are some phenomenal women. And my guest today is. Dr. Barbara M. Littles. And I tell you, she is a great, great woman, a woman of God, a woman of faith, but she's also a woman that's been helping people throughout her entire career and across this country, uh, helping them to build capacity and around capacity at the base of capacity is collaboration. So I wanted to bring her on so that you could benefit from her wisdom and her years of knowledge and expertise.
0: So with that, welcome Dr. Barb. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. (laughs)
1: You know what? Uh, Hey guys, I'll tell you a quick story about how the two of us got together. We have a mutual friend, Pastor Kay, Pastor Kareem Bowen. He was on uh, the last Friday uh, in uh, February. And he had been saying for like, you know how people say, oh, I want to introduce you to so-and-so, but it never (laughs) happens. So he had been saying that for like three or four years. And so finally he made the introduction and it's like, Barb and I have known each other forever. And so when I got to know her just a little bit, I said, you know what? I gotta have you on my podcast. And that's why she's here today. I'm so happy that she is. So Barb, let's jump right in. Would you let's, tell let's us do it. Share, share with us and, and our audience your leadership journey? And you've had a very interesting leadership journey. Would you share that with us, please?
0: I most certainly will. Um, you know, I really truthfully did not think about leadership much until I was in corporate America, and I was around the age of 26, 27, I, I was a vice president at a major healthcare corporation. And what I realized is that as an attorney, people would come into my office and say, you know, they need to fire somebody. And of course, the last piece that they need to go through was legal. And I would look through the file, and say, bring me the file, I look through the file and see that this person had great reviews, uh, looked like they had done an outstanding job. So I would say to them, what's the problem? They said, well, you know, this person was an accountant, was doing a great job. We moved them in the last six months into a leadership position and they're not not—they're not doing well. Well, the thought at that time was that if you knew the job technically that you would automatically be a good leader and that's not true. And that really started LD my leadership journey in terms of inquiring about leadership, um, looking at how people uh, actually led. And then years, probably about 2011, I had an opportunity to um, join the John Maxwell team. It was just starting, I had read John's material for years. I joined that, that um, uh, team and never looked back. And so I really have focused in on leadership because I really do believe that everything rises and falls on leadership. And you can have great people, you can have great systems, but if you don't have a great leader, then you're gonna have a problem because people don't leave companies, they leave leaders. They leave leaders. So that's in a nutshell, how I got involved in the leadership journey. And then I realized that as you multiply leaders, you multiply every single, everything else in your life gets multiplied once you multiply leaders. And so leadership is actually very key. Uh, We've concentrated a long time on management and we need management, that's great, but it's different from leadership leadership. I need to bring people along with me and I need to bring the very best out in them. And so that's what I do. And that's, that's in short, my journey.
1: (laughs) Well, you did give us a little teaspoon uh, because you're in corporate America for quite a while. And then you left and you started your own business. And so tell us what you're doing right now.
0: Well, right now I am, I have focused in on women. And, uh, you know, I've had people say, why are you focusing on on women? They said, I've seen you walk into a room with men and you're able to command a room full of men. I said, that's because I've been in the male-dominated profession all my life. okay?" but I realized, LD, that there were some gaps in reference to leadership and some things in reference to women. And I really wanted to focus in on women. So I still have male clientele, but I work with women and I work with uh, what I consider to be high capacity women. Women teaching them how to structure, build, and lead in high capacity organizations and businesses. Because there are some challenges that we face uh, that typically men don't face. And so I really want to address that. And so I work with entrepreneurs and businesses and organizations to really help build high capacity.
1: Okay. So so Barb, talk about something. Let's noodle out something you said earlier. I want you to noodle out just a little bit more. What did you find in your experience was the big difference between uh, women leaders and male leaders, women and ma- male leaders. What's the difference there?
0: Oh, wow. LD, I think this is so important because we bring different things to the table. We bring different skill sets to the table. We bring some of the same skill sets that men do, but we bring different skill sets. And what I found over my period of years is that the skill sets that women bring to the leadership table were not readily accepted. They would tend to be, you know, that's a woman thing. That's not really how you lead. And so we've defined this leadership journey by really a male dominated journey. And what we found, especially as we looked at COVID 19 over these last, uh, this last year, we found that the countries that did the best, the nations that did the best, were led by women. And there were reasons for that. And it related back to some of those traits we tend to have that um, men are not necessarily as good at. One of them is collaboration that women will reach outside of the table, across the table. We will reach outside to get information that we need. Men typically more so feel that the information is at the table. So then they're less likely to reach across and to collaborate. So collaboration is key in what I'm doing. It's key in how we're leading and it's key to how we're, we're leading as we go forward in the, in the next century. But the collaboration was a key point. The other thing is that women tend to listen And we listen um, very well, we listen to what's being said, but not only that, we're listening to what's not being said. You know, my husband and I can have a conversation, we can be in the same room, hearing the same person. I come home and I'll say, oh, this is what they said. He said, they didn't say that because he's literally listening to what they're saying. I'm listening to what they're saying and what they're not saying. So I'm getting a bigger picture of what's actually going on. So those leadership traits um, in terms of women, um, I've seen women who are, you know, we, we are expected to do certain roles in, and even if we're in leadership, you know, if somebody has to bring the cupcakes, they expect the, the woman to do it. Um, th- so there are a lot of things that we are, and this is all research-based that now we know that, uh, you know, women in leadership that we're interrupted more easily uh, than men are. We tend to believe men think that we speak longer than they do, but we actually don't. Um, men actually speak longer even in leadership meetings than women do. And so I've seen this over the years, not necessarily when I first started out being to put my finger on it, but as I began to study leadership, I realized that these are some of the issues that we have and they have to be corrected because they really are institutionalized.
1: You know, you're so, so right. Let's, let's kind of, uh, I want to do a a 1A on that. Talk about some of the challenges that uh, women leaders, women of color who are leading or women of color who want to lead, what, are, what is some, something you'd say to them around collaboration, around active listening uh, that they should really, if, not, if they're not already doing it, should have in their toolkit?
0: Absolutely, and I think this is very key for women. Because you know, there was this syndrome, and I'm gonna say was, because it still exists some places, but the Queen Bee syndrome. And the Queen Queen Bee syndrome is there's only room for one of us. And it was interesting because I was talking to a woman this week and she said to me, you know, Barbara, one of the things that I noticed is that when men walk into a room and it's a great room, they'll pull another man in. Sometimes, you know, we don't do that, and we have to be more conscious of that as women, to bring other women into the room. And so I found, especially as a woman of color, there are certain assumptions that when you walk in the room, there are certain assumptions. There are certain assumptions about your knowledge. There are certain assumptions about your ability. There are certain assumptions about you being emotional because you're a woman. There are certain assumptions because you are African-American. So I would say to women, and particularly African-American women, um, first of all, know your core values. You've got to know what your core values are You've got to know your message. What is my message to the world? So when I walk into the room, you know what is my sweet spot? Where are my strengths? And play to your strengths. When you move into someone else's strength zone and move out of your own, you'll lose every time. And sometimes we'll do that or try to do that because we're trying to move where everyone else is moving in the room. But if you know your strength zone, stay in your strength zone, speak to your strength zone. And that's how you become the expert at the table in whatever room you're in and whatever leadership uh, table you're at. Now, I also want you to be conscious of as you walk into the room, whether or not out of socialization, you diminish yourself. When you have the opportunity to sit at a table, What? where do you sit at the table? <laughs> are you sitting at the end of the table? Or are you sitting at, at the chairs behind the table? Because you don't think that you necessarily belong at the table. So I would say to women, uh, go in, be authentic, use your voice, listen very carefully, and find out as you're listening, where is the problem? And what do I bring to the table that's able to solve this problem? Because at the end of the day, we're problem solvers. And the people who solve the biggest problems get paid the most money, or they should. So we want to make sure that we position ourselves and don't be afraid to accept challenges. So if there's something that you're not good in, that you don't know, there are certain skill sets that you need to have. You need to have some skill set in terms of understanding money and finances, being able to read certain reports if you're going to be at the leadership, executive leadership table. So find out, take on opportunities. And if the opportunities don't come to you, go ask for them. Say, you know, I'd like to sit on that project, uh, Um, that you're doing or the project that you mentioned today, they may not think about you, but you need to think about yourself and you need to have a plan when you walk in. I never walked into any space or corporation and not have my own plan for my success because other people are not necessarily gonna have a plan for you. You have to have a plan for yourself and then decide, look around and decide what tools does this company have that I can utilize in order to add value to the corporation but at the same time, add value to what I do and who I am.
1: Oh, you are so right. And you know, something you said, Barbara, uh, really extends and really amplifies. uh, Wendy Davidson was on with me for the first week of the month. And uh, Wendy talked about uh, being in a position when people invite you into the room or invite you to the table, they didn't invite you for you just kind of sit there and be quiet. They invited you in because you had something to contribute, which goes back to the point that you made about identifying that critical business need. What is the need either for the project or for the team that I can help fulfill or either be on the team or the subcommittee that is actually working on that? And you are so right, just being more intentional, I think is so critical for for a lot of us because many women, especially some of of our younger uh, sisters, they really don't know in terms of intentionality where they need to be, how they need to position themselves and how they need to show up. So can you at this point share with us uh, a call to action uh, for individuals?
0: Well, I wanna uh, call to action for individuals is to think about who you are collaborating with. We cannot do um, we cannot do this journey by ourselves. It's absolutely important that you find people who have complementary skill sets that you have. Okay And the other thing I do want to uh, say to people today, think about this week who you're collaborating with. Or well, are you collaborating with anyone? Are you a loner? Because a loner, you can do something good by yourself, but you can't do anything great by yourself. So I want you that this week to identify who am I collaborating with and are we complementary to one another? For years, I've had businesses where people would come in, but they weren't complimentary, uh, meaning we have different skill sets. So we come together and we bring the best of who we are. Figure out who that is in your life this week. Who are you collaborating with? Who do you have an opportunity to collaborate? And I want to say to women, very, be very careful. Sometimes women will only want to collaborate with men because they feel men have a bigger stake at the table. But the research shows by McKinsey that women who collaborate with other women do better. Because women who tend to collaborate with men exclusively or have to collaborate with men, the man tends to get the credit for that assignment and the woman kind of disappears. So collaboration is key. Make sure that you know the keys to collaboration. But this week, think about who you're going to collaborate with. and as you think about it, think about do they bring complementary skill sets? What are, do we have a mission that is the same mission that I can buy into? And am I willing to bring everything that I am and who I am to that table in order to have an effective collaboration? Wow, I'm in. I'm in. Count me in, Dr.
1: Barb. Count me in. <laughs> uh, so, 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 Barb, if you would now, uh, given uh, that a lot of folks are working from home and uh, given the the COVID situation. And I was reading some uh, data day before yesterday that said women are losing uh, during this COVID period because many of them are not looking to reenter the workforce. Uh, Many of them are losing prestige. They're losing traction uh, because they're working from home and because everyone is working from home. So what would you say to organizations? Hmm. How can organizations be supportive of women in a collaborative environment? So what can organizations do?
0: I I want organizations to understand that, number one, women are a vital part of your workforce, because if you don't really accept that or understand that, we're not gonna make the changes we need to make or be supportive as we can be. Number one, I would ask my women workforce, what can I do to support you? I would not assume that you know what it is that you can do to support the women that work for you. So I would ask them because we have different types of corporations, different types of jobs, Ask them, because the people who know are the women who are working for you. That's number one. Number two, um, make room to know that there are going to be some changes that you would need to make and look at it from not only your perspective, but from that, wor- that woman's perspective, understanding that she adds value to the corporation. And um, in terms of collaboration, make the skill, make the, um, the technical part available to her, so that she can collaborate with her team or whoever she needs to collaborate with during the time that we're in this this COVID breakdown. So organizations, I think you know LD is more so of a cultural change for organizations. Before this organizations would say, you know what, I don't want my people working from home. What they're finding now is people are working from home and they're doing so more effectively, but they're also spending more hours working from home. So I, I want people to recognize that and honor a person's time, whether they're a woman or a man, honor the time that they have, understanding that because they're working from home, that there still should be boundaries. There still should be boundaries in reference to um, when they're contacted, how they're contacted outside of their of their work hours. So I would say that make the tools available, make sure we have a mind uh, shift, uh, shift uh, change in understanding that these are people that add so much value to our company. That we're willing to do what it takes in order to support them, but ask them first. The worst thing is to go into any community and and try to make changes in the intention of supporting that community, but never asking the community themselves. So ask your workforce, what can we do to support you
1: mm. Oh, absolutely, you know um, you know you know what you said, uh, Barb, around just asking the right questions. And I think that a lot of times, even people in in leadership especially, that can take the uh, the responses for granted. Oh, I kind of know what they want. You know, everybody wants this and everybody wants that. And that is not true. And I love the way you made that distinction because with this being a Women's History Month, I think that we should be uh, laser focused on how can we best equip women? How can we best challenge women? And how can we also support women as they're looking to do different things? And, and I, I want you to talk about, uh, you know, I want to give you two things. You can give us any parting comments that you wanna give, but I also want you to talk a little bit more. You didn't say very much, you kinda held that a little close to the vest. I want you to talk a little bit more about your business, about the book you've written and and share that with us. We'll have all that information on our website, but I wanted you to talk about it, talk about your inspiration behind it and just tell us a little bit more. I hate to let you go, but I do wanna hear a little bit more from you on your parting words and then talk to us about what you're doing with your business and how people can reach out to you and then talk about your book.
0: All right. Well, let me just say this. There are several areas where we need to collaborate. And I say there's a business collaboration, LD, but there's also a life team. And I talk about life teams in reference to collaboration, because especially as women, we think that we, we bought this bill of goods years ago, that we're every woman all the time and we can do everything and we cannot. We cannot. Okay. So we need a life team. And I say to women, who are on, who's on your life team? Um, You know, for me, the person that helps me clean, the person who helps me in my business, the person who helps, who does my hair, those people are on my life team. If you have young children who are helping out with, who's helping out with the children, you need a life team. You know, a lot of times, you know, husbands, they have wives, women, wives, who do you have? You need a life team. And so there's nothing wrong. And it doesn't say you're not strong because you need help. And a lot of times we're afraid to ask for help. So I really want to mention that in reference to collaboration because there are times when you know I will have a friend who has a business meeting and they may need something from me. And I'll be glad to step in and provide that. Um, and I, the biggest uh, areas where my business has grown is in the area of collaboration because I am able to pull in skill sets from other people that I don't have. And I'm able to work in my strength zone. My book um, that is coming out, is coming out in June and it's called Destiny Circle, How to Build Relationships for Success. And in that book, there are five categories that I talk about and actually a sixth one, which is a hidden category. But these are people you actually need in your life. One is the friends and mentors. That's in one section. You need investors, you need partners, you need collaborators in your life. And you also need those people who are going to be there to continue to support you no matter what. And like I said, those are your friends category. But it's friends and, and friends and mentors. It's um it's friends and family, I'm sorry. Friends and family, mentors, investors, partners, and collaborators. And then there's a set, there's a sixth category of person, and that's the hidden figure. LD, you have been and I have been hidden figures for a lot of people. The hidden figure person is the person who's advocating for you at the table and you may not even yet know them. There's someone advocating at a table for you somewhere, whether it's because you, they need more women, whether it's because you're African-American, whether it's because you're a male, whatever the situation is, they're advocating at that table for you and you have not yet met them. I'll tell a short story. There was years ago, I had a, a, a corporation that I, I worked for. I interviewed and the president of the corporation looked at me and said, my chairman of my um, board, keeps bugging me about this thing called diversity and I'm thinking, Whoa, okay. He's telling me this in the interview. And I said to him, isn't that something he said, and I'm so tired of hearing about it. I said, isn't that something, how we resist that thing that is going to uplevel our corporation. And he leaned back. This is a white gentleman. He leaned back and he looked at me and he smiled and he hired me. And that gentleman though, that was the chairman of that board, would come by every month, LD, and he would stop in my door in my office and he would say, how are they treating you? And I would say, you know, things are going well. And he did that and he, he worked and he made sure that he advocated. He was my hidden figure, LD, even though I had not yet met him. So we have hidden figures in our lives. So that's what the book is about. And we need those people and how to shape those relationships in order to be a high capacity woman. So the high capacity woman, I work with uh, diversity and inclusion. I'm certified in diversity and inclusion. And so I work with organizations to be able to bring some diversity and inclusion because they're very different into your organizations. Uh, and I work with individuals who are high caliber women. And when I say high caliber women, I'm talking about women who are about their business and they need to structure, they need to build. And they say, Barbara, how do I lead a high capacity organization? Well, how do I prepare to lead a high capacity organization? It's about preparation. We've got to be prepared and we've got to go out, out outside of our comfort zone to get prepared to lead high capacity organizations. So I can be reached at um, the Facebook page is High Capacity Woman. And you can request to join that page or you can go to my website at barbara.m, as in Mary, littles.com and you'll find information there on negotiation, negotiation is one of the highest skills and collaboration that you need to have as a leader. And so I teach all that. I train on all that. So I welcome anybody who wants to come into the community. And I have a podcast that drops every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock called High Capacity Woman. And you will hear from some great women, women on there. And hopefully I can get LD on that podcast. I'll throw that out right now. <laughs> I'm in.
1: I'm in, you know, you can get me to All do right. anything. <laughs> I, I thought I'd throw that it, out there, this, L.D. Yeah, well, you know what, it's out there and I, and I caught it, okay? I caught it. All right. <laughs> Barbara, has been fantastic having you on and I, I really appreciate your insight because you've been on both sides. You've been in corporate America where you're doing the advising uh, because she, she is an attorney. She's certified in all the areas around diversity, inclusion, regulatory kinds of things. And so we're gonna put her information on the website. You'll see that. Uh, and I want you to to, to reach out to her especially around collaboration, if you're looking to do some other things, looking to take a a different approach. Sometimes we've been going down the same path for so long that people really tune you out. All they hear is blah, 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 blah. And there are times that we may need to pull in someone else or pull in another train of thought to really reignite uh, collaboration and reignite that, that productivity and innovation with our teams. I am so, so very, very stoked. Uh, my, my media guy always teases me about saying I'm super stoked, but I was super <laughs> stoked to have Barbara on today. She has been everything that I expected her to be and more. Uh, really, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be having her on for other segments because there are other things that we're going to pull her in on. Barbara, thank you so very much uh, for being my guest today. And guys, uh, let me tell you, the red chair any woman that sits in a red chair has me, okay? Because I'm a <laughs> Delta and I love the red. <laughs> I, love, I love your chair too. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I know we got a mutual admiration society. Hey Barb, I'm going to let you uh, end with a, a parting word or just a closing remark.
0: You absolutely, like to make. absolutely. I just want to make sure that everyone, whether your organization or individual, that you really think about this collaboration. And I want to say this to you who you need to be to collaborate. And you need to be a person who sees the bigger picture. You need to be a person that's willing to bring your total self to the table. And remember that as you do that, and as you search people out, people and organizations to collaborate with, it only takes you to a higher level when you can collaborate because now you have access to resources and other ideas, which are the most important Uh, To make your, your dream or whatever it is you want to do go to the next level So I would want to say to you this week Make sure that every single week that you have a call to action Either if it's on here with LD, but you have a call to action That you're taking in your life every single week Remember that success starts with you Success starts with you and no one is going to come and do it for you But you can do it for yourself So make sure that as you look to be successful, that you're not taking this path by yourself. The path to the win, the path to success is through successful collaboration.
1: Thank you, Dr. Barb. Barbara M. Littles, Esquire. Thank you so much for being on today. Hey guys, enjoy the rest of your Friday and we'll see you next week. Thanks Barb. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Eldeen. Thanks everybody.
1: Thanks for tuning in and for supporting me. I don't take your support for granted. I am both grateful and humbled. Join us next week for another episode. And remember to subscribe and ask others to subscribe. Go to our website at commonsenseleadership.org for more detail. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast and omni-channel experience is brought to you by the Walter Cates Foundation, the entertainment and telecommunication industry's leading national foundation, dedicated to advocacy around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we are proud to have them as our signature partner. We are very grateful for their generosity and for their support. To learn more, visit WalterCates.org.
0: Thank you for joining Common Sense Leadership Podcast with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Visit our website, commonsenseleadership.org for more details. See you next week.